I'm Rachel and this is The Hedge Which Is Almanac. Now you might not be expecting another episode so soon after my last one, but when I started this season my intention was to put out an episode about every fortnight. But because I used the word about, I allowed myself the flexibility that if I didn't quite feel up to it or I wasn't inspired sufficiently or other things were taking priority, then the podcast would go back a day or back three days and on the last occasion it was a full week I think and so I thought that I would put in an extra episode to try and catch back up and get back on track with fortnightly episodes. Besides that I was just feeling massively inspired by the topic of this episode. So I'd like to talk to you today about a plant that's so many people's highlight of the summer just coming into flower now or even boasting ripening fruit if you have a greenhouse or a polytunnel. The strawberry is an icon of this time of year, where the sunlight hours on planet Earth, led by the element of fire, are increasing in intensity and duration. We know that strawberries are sweet treats, the perfect accompaniment to so many things, chocolate, cream, or dairy-free substitute creams if you prefer to avoid dairy, the tennis season, rum in a daiquiri, whatever floats your boat. But what can it tell us about this time of year? What associations can we make and what magical uses can we put it to? Strawberries carry a feminine energy. They're associated with the planet Venus, the element of water and the zodiac sign of Scorpio. They're said to be linked to the sacral chakra and the goddesses Freya, Venus and Aphrodite. They're very closely linked with fertility. Anyone who has ever given space in their garden to a strawberry patch will know how readily strawberry plants spread. They send out runners which root down in nearby soil. Left unchecked, they'll quickly spread beyond the boundaries of the patch. A resourceful plant then, who's able from her own energy and sustainability to procreate multiple times. As a perennial, this occurs year after year. Perhaps this is a lesson in ensuring the continuation of projects, smaller parts of ourselves that we give to new ideas, new people perhaps, new loves within our lives. But there's also a lesson here about ensuring that we not only nurture ourselves sufficiently to prepare for this, but that we can cut ties with these projects in order to retain the fullest version of ourselves when it's appropriate to do so. Now bear with me as I liken this to giving birth to actual children, perhaps with a little strawberry stalk hat on the top of their heads. Um, If you like that image, it tickled me. At first, a baby needs to remain close and often physically attached to the parents. However, fairly swiftly, children become independent. And this is even more so in animal and bird species than in humans. But really, in a whole human lifetime, The time we are needed so completely as parents is very short. This doesn't mean that we abandon the person or thing we have created, just that if we remained attached beyond the point at which it's no longer necessary, our own energy pours into this rather than into our own development. So with a child, separation first begins with the birthing process, the cutting of the umbilical cord, and then quite starkly, with the first occasions where the baby is left alone in a cot or other safe space away from the mother's body, or the father's body for that matter. By the time they are a matter of months old, they can sit and crawl, and before you know it, 
they're walking off to school with their little book bag in their hand. Bear with me while I just clear my over-emotional sniffle at the memory of my own little witchling's first days at school. If, as parents, we remain in the moments where our child needs constant physical care, even when they have moved on, we can begin to neglect our own needs. I say can, I wonder if it's actually inevitable. If the parent's strawberry plant remains physically attached to its offspring, its energy is poured into the runners and the young plants, which are actually perfectly able to develop by themselves. The parent plant, however, has less energy to put into developing its own flowers and fruit. Of course we want our projects, our children, our plant babies and fur babies to thrive, but Strawberry reminds us to cut the ties where it's safe and sensible to do so, in order that both parents and offspring can thrive to their full capability. Stepping back is not the same as walking away. The parent plant remains close to its offspring, but it refrains from giving it the physical help it no longer requires. To give a full perspective on this, however, we shouldn't neglect to mention how capable Strawberry is of sustaining her offspring, even when it could take care of itself, but for some reason is not fully able to. When the ground on which the offshoots land is not capable of giving home to roots, the parent plant will continue to sustain the plant, Whilst neither plant perhaps thrives to its fullest capability, this action does ensure the survival of the young, as species are inclined to do. We're reminded of adaptability, and that Strawberry is not telling us simply to offer support, but rather to be selective and not give unnecessary support, informed decisions promoting appropriate action. Strawberry plants don't live particularly long lives, in the wild, a single plant may live through 10 summers, but cultivated varieties only last three to four years. But through the careful assistance of the gardener, spacing out new young plants amongst the old, your strawberry patch may last for many years. Perhaps this can remind us of the value of embracing our own wildness and not meddling too much with what we are, but rather accepting our natural state. A feral wildness that may be juxtaposed with a sense of peaceful contentment that contributes towards an overall sense of well-being. The medicinal properties of strawberries are that they are detoxifying, antibacterial and astringent, a word I often hear and immediately forget the meaning of, so here's a definition in case anyone else's brain is similar to mine. An astringent causes the contraction of bodily tissues, for this reason, it can be applied to minor wounds to reduce bleeding and can also be used to make skin less oily. So I found a simple recipe for a strawberry face mask to encourage healthy skin. You mix equal parts of strawberry, obviously mushed up as much as possible, and natural yoghurt, and that's it. The lactic acid in the yoghurt can tighten the skin, reducing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. So if you are over 40 like me, you instantly look 25. And if you're less than 25, you get to look 17 again. Don't quote me on any of that, but give it a go and see how you feel. You could incorporate strawberries or perhaps the spirit of strawberries, particularly if you happen to be one of the unfortunate few who are allergic to strawberries into any magic that contains any elements of fertility. 
think way beyond your own baby producing fertility, no matter what your gender, sex or inclinations, there's more to fertility than procreation. There's fertility of ideas, of growth of your little herb garden or your enormous vegetable patch. There's fertility of your creativity or of your intellectual progression. Whatever you can think of, there's bound to be an element of fertility within it. And as if the universe knew that sometimes when we perform our magic, we like to have something non-perishable and non-consumable that won't turn to mush on our altar, we have the crystal, strawberry quartz. As you might expect or perhaps know, it doesn't share all the same magical properties with the fruit. However, there are complementary features that definitely make it worth considering in any magic where you wish to amplify the effects of strawberry or if for any reason you are unable or unwilling to squidge around with actual strawberries. Like strawberries, strawberry quartz also holds a feminine energy and is ruled by the element of water. For your fertile creativity, this may enable you to go with the flow and trust what crosses your path. But we veer away from the heavier emotions of Scorpio with strawberry quartz, as it is associated with the air sign of Libra, perhaps bringing a breath of fresh air and a new perspective to your creativity and productivity. We can't overlook that both strawberry and strawberry quartz are excellent companions to any work to do with your maternal nature. Again, far from being limited to females, women, those with great feminine energy, even the most masculine of personalities may well have aspects of life where nurturing is important, whether that be of the self, others, skills or even belongings. If you feel you're falling short somewhat in your nurturing abilities, or if perhaps you want to celebrate them, strawberries or strawberry quartz may hold the answers you need. Strawberry quartz shares a lot of characteristics with clear quartz in that it enhances clarity and stability but it has the additional influence of universal love and acceptance. It can be said that truly accepting where we are is the only way of finding our path forwards, and Strawberry Quartz calls to us to love the path we've taken, where we find ourselves currently, and may therefore open our eyes for what choices lay ahead. Strawberry Quartz is unsurprisingly perhaps linked to the heart chakra, and the strawberry itself has obvious links to the heart, Aesthetically, it looks like the heart in both colour and shape. And interestingly, eating strawberries can help protect from heart disease. In fact, there are many examples of foods which look like body parts being good for the health of that part which they resemble. For example, walnuts are, being, are good for brain health. But in addition to contributing towards the protection of the health of your heart, the high content of vitamin C and other antioxidants of strawberries means eating them regularly reduces your risk of cancer, diabetes and strokes. When we turn to the folklore associated to strawberries, there's a precious little piece of loveliness relating to double strawberries. If you find one of these, break it in half and give it to someone on whom your heart is set. And if you both eat a half of that double strawberry, you will fall in love with each other, or so the story goes. Strawberries have, in some parts of Europe, been hung around the horns of cattle in little baskets to ensure abundant supply of milk, not by their own influence on the cattle, 
but rather as an offering to the Fae, who apparently love strawberries and were thought to protect the cattle in return. The website mythcrafts.com has a wonderful tale of the origins of the strawberry purportedly told by the Cherokee First Nation tribe. The first man and first woman had been happily living together, but one day they started to quarrel. The disagreement went on and on until the first woman decided she had had enough and took off to the east to find the land of the sun. After a while, the first man began to miss his wife and so he started along the path trying to find her. First man was sad as he walked, knowing she was far ahead. He worried that he would never catch up. The son saw the plight of the first man and took pity on him, so he asked the first man if he really loved his wife, and if he would like some help to find her. The first man happily agreed, and so the son caused a giant patch of huckleberries to appear on the path in front of the first woman. But the first woman, fueled by her anger, passed them by without a second look. So the son tried again, and put a giant bush of juicy blackberries along the roadside. Again the first woman passed by. The son tried further, this time presenting her with luscious ripe raspberries and blueberry bushes that hung heavy with fruit, but the first woman kept on her path. Finally, the sun grew strawberries beneath her feet, a brand new fruit that hadn't existed before. First woman saw the tiny berries and smelled their delicious fragrance and stopped in her track. She plucked a bright red berry and placed it in her mouth, and as she did it, her anger finally began to fade. She thought about the first man, the husband she'd left behind, and she began to miss him too. She gathered up as many of the berries as she could carry and hurried back down the path to find her beloved. Reunited, they shared the sweet berries and then hand in hand walked back to their home together. How very lovely and perhaps indicative of another magical use of strawberries to abate any anger and resentment. The same website spins a tale about the origin of strawberries based in ancient Greek mythology, albeit that others use the same tale to speak of the origins of other flowers. Regardless of the truth of it, there's always merit in a story, particularly a love story. Aphrodite was in love with the beautiful Adonis, but his love for hunting ended up being his, un his undoing. Gored by a boar, he lay in the forests, gasping his last breaths as Aphrodite rushed to his side. She poured nectar on his wounds, hoping against hope to heal him, but it was too late and her beloved mortal died in her arms. Popular myth claims that her tears mingled with his blood. As this fluid seeped into the ground, strawberries grew in their place. Regardless of the true origins of the first strawberry, I know that for me there's something extremely magical about tasting that first strawberry of the season. As well as using the fruit of the strawberry, the leaves and roots may also be harvested for culinary and magical uses. The leaves contain tannin, which is a natural antioxidant, and they contain other antioxidants too. They can be brewed into a tea. I don't find they have a great deal of flavour, so depending on how much you like your taste buds to be stimulated, you might prefer to mix them with other ingredients for your daily brew. Something like rose petals would be a beautiful accompaniment. Finally, to bring us full circle to the previous episode, where love was the main topic of the day. 
both fruit and flowers can be used within love tonics and potions. And you could also use the flowers of the strawberry plant to adorn your altar in offering to those deities linked to strawberries who are themselves representatives of love. Should you require one last piece of persuasion that the strawberry is the plant for you to work with, it's said that Anne Boleyn, the second wife of Henry VIII, had a strawberry-shaped birthmark on her neck, and for that reason, many believed her to be a witch. Perhaps there's more to the history of her death than history would lead us to believe. I leave you to ponder and hopefully potter in your garden or local wild areas, seeking out the most feral strawberries for your wildest of plans, until we meet again.